On the All American Dream Podcast, we are a team of title experts on a mission to provide valuable and tangible advice that will help you grow into the best version of yourself, both personally and professionally. This kind of growth takes time and effort, but we're here for the long haul and ready to put in the work. Are you? Today on the podcast, we are talking to Jennifer Briggs. She is the general manager of some Keller Williams offices here in the Twin Cities and has been a team leader for many years. We're excited to listen to her today. Welcome, Jen. So welcome, Jen. We are so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yay. Okay, so for those of you that don't know you, Jen, just tell us a little bit about your journey up to this point in regards to a career based in leadership and real estate. Mm. Maybe I'll give you, does it make sense to start with a little bit of context back Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, so I spent, gosh, just about 10 years in leadership actually in church world. So a lot of people don't know that. Sometimes I say nonprofit transparently because I'm like, people have different opinions about how they feel about that. but. Um, I spent about 10 years in leadership in, in that arena and very transparently kind of came to a ceiling in my growth in just about every way, in my personal growth, in my growth of my leadership, in my growth financially. And um, and it was time to make a change. And so I fell backwards into real estate, like I think most people yes, do. Yes, they do. Most people don't wake up and dream of being a realtor one day. <laughs> yeah. Although I think we should, maybe. They don't yeah. teach it as an option, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. Unless you know someone. Unless you know someone. In it, right. Yeah. 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 So I fell kind of backwards into real estate with my sister and thought that it would just be a just a bridge to get me to what I, at the time was like, I'm gonna be in corporate America. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be this businesswoman. I'm gonna be a leader. Like I just kind of always in my mind's eye saw myself in leadership, but not because I wanted power, but because I thought I have always felt wired to do, mm-hmm. to be um, leading people, guiding mm-hmm. people, helping yeah. people grow. So fell backwards into real estate, thought that it was temporary and it felt really nice to not be in front of people <laughs> yeah, for a period of time because I was really burnt out. And the position that I had was a director of music. So I was like the person every Sunday that was on stage mm-hmm. in front yeah. of people and very visible. And in this position where a lot of people felt like they knew me, but I didn't really necessarily feel like I knew all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's leadership is a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice to sell real estate and kind of be in the background in the team meetings, our sales meetings and learn from a lot of people. And then eventually um, my real estate career kind of started to take off. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. about a year and a half in, my sales picked up and I decided that I would build a team because I wanted to have balance in life. I have three daughters and I, Mm at the time was married and I was like, I can't, I can't live this life. So I'll make a little less money and pay someone to help me Mm -hmm. build this team basically. So within just a little over two years of me being in real estate, I was um, selling about 15 million in volume. Wow. Which is, I was tracking for about 50 units a year. And that was pretty fast to me. And I was just kind of doing the things I needed to do. Well, that caught some people's attention, I think. And and I was building, in my opinion, as humbly as I can be, <laughs> a really great little team. Yeah. Like I yeah. just had I just we had a lot of fun and I love the people I was working with and and so um Jake, who is now the owner of the five market centers that I work for, uh, had asked me to 
consider being in leadership? And I said, no, thank you. (laughs) For a long time, because I was like, I really love what I'm doing right now. I'm making great money. I have balance in life. I'm working with great people. I'm having a lot of fun. And and eventually I started to kind of get an itch. And Mm. he continued to ask as the opportunity was still there. And I said, I'll explore it. It doesn't hurt to explore the opportunity. So I had the conversation about managing the Minneapolis Market Center. And the more, I don't know how many months it was, several months, several months Mm -hmm. of conversations. The more that I sat with that, the more I felt like the opportunity is presenting itself. And I can only hide so long from my calling or my dharma or my, like, the way that I'm wired. Yeah. 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 So I eventually said yes. So I stepped into leading the Minneapolis real estate office. I did that for five years, um, or just a little over five years. And that came to an end in January of this year, 2023, Mm -hmm. when I stepped in as the general manager. So he then again asked me as he kind of took over as owner, or we call it operating principal of these five market centers. He asked me to help lead with him as the general manager of the five. So I've been doing that now for six months. Wow. And who would have thought years ago, as you're in church doing music, that this would be your life? (laughs) Are you ever like, wow. I would have never thought. And I, it's interesting because people ask when I, about the real estate piece, did you see yourself in leadership? And my first answer is no, I would have never imagined I would be here in five years. But then I think back and the truth is I did actually imagine it. Like there was one of my first sales teams, sales um, team meetings I sat in and Jake was leading it and I had a flash of a moment in my mind's eye where I saw myself leading that. Yeah. I was like, that was weird. (laughs) And I just dismissed it. But I remember the next thought I had was you need to be here so you can learn how to do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I just set that aside and I didn't think anything of it. And um, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> the universe always takes hold and gets you where well, you're supposed absolutely. to be. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's such an important point to like touch on is that you, even though this is something that you've always been like passionate about and felt driven to do with leadership, like you've allowed yourself time to naturally kind of grow into that position within yeah. real estate and to it just having it be more natural mm-hmm. and like just flow better nothing's forced it's just like this is where you're meant to be now and you've just found it you know it's a huge life lesson for me is this this balance of like i'm gonna make it happen versus Mm -hmm. i'm gonna follow the flow (laughs) that's a hard balance to strike that i'm continually working on is how do i how do i do that and so thank you for saying that that's a nice reflection to hear yeah Yeah. Yeah. what do you think like throughout the growth in your career what are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced and how have you overcome those this is a good question podcast (laughs) on its own almost but yes i would say that um you know if i'm just looking back the last few years i'm looking at my role as the we call it the team leader so the manager essentially of the minneapolis market center Mm -hmm. um when i stepped out we had about 325 agents um we had just about 11 staff we call it staff or leadership Mm -hmm. team members and that role in and of itself was challenging and not in a negative sense but it was you know, I like to say that leadership brings you up to every edge you have. And I think it's very similar in my mind to parenting mm-hmm. or romantic relationships. Right. Where anything that we're close to in life becomes a mirror and shows us all of our opportunities for growth. I say that mm-hmm. in air quotes because um, because you can see them as frustrations or you can see them as, as growth challenges. So that was a big 
it's a big job. You have a lot of people with a lot of perspectives and a lot of opinions and a lot of needs and and a big responsibility to lead people not only to where they need and want to go, but to where you see they can go, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm a product of that. I'm a yes. product of somebody saying, I believe in you and I see something in you. So I'm a believer in leading that way. So one, I would say like, that's just been a challenge for me personally that I've I've decided to step into trying to round out my edges or learn, learn those growth things. Um, I think the other big thing that seems kind of obvious to state is that COVID was a thing. Yes. And yeah, being in Minneapolis, <laughs> <laughs> being in Minneapolis, we had, you know, I remember some of the other offices were still kind of doing some things in person and some not and being a little bit envious or just having feelings around that because we had a long period of time with a very, um, with a very clear mask mandate that didn't allow us to have choice in that. And, right. And I'm not saying that we did or didn't do the right or wrong thing. We just, we had to work within those parameters. Mm-hmm. And so that caused a lot of disconnection. It caused just from a practical level, like we had to take all of our, you know, we're collecting like in some cases, tens of thousands of dollars of earnest money check and trust fund money and figuring out like overnight, how do we take this yeah. and move this? And our CFO at the time, Luke, here's a shout out to Luke. <laughs> Hi Luke. <laughs> he was like, okay, I'm going to work from home and we'll have everybody drop their checks off at my house and then I'll take all the checks and put them in an envelope and I'll go meet McKinsey. And so they had like a, basically like a drug deal exchange. <laughs> Meeting yeah. in a dirt parking lot. Yeah, exactly. oh ex- they met in a parking lot wow. and then she would deposit it in the bank, but then he had this, this little dog that would just bark every time anybody would drop off a check. He was like, this is hard. Oh, like his gosh. life was hard because he had, yeah. you know, so very on a logistic level, but that was a big thing to navigate. And I saw, when you ask how, how did I navigate that, I think, the first question we asked when COVID happened and it shut everything down and people mm-hmm. were very afraid, like, are we going to be able to sell real estate? Is my livelihood on the line? Right. Can we, we get in a house can anymore? We How do we house? do that? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so those are really big questions. So I, the question we asked right away was like, how can we help people? What can mm-hmm. we do? And one thing that came my mind, to my mind was, okay, we've got two weeks. We thought we had two weeks. I know. <laughs> How do we get through two so weeks? We're like, we have two weeks at home. I'm like, well, if we can't sell, this is a great opportunity for us to just like fix all of our business systems, to fix the mechanics mm-hmm. of our business. Mm-hmm. So we created kind of overnight a program that we called Slingshot. And the idea was like, pull back, slow down, fix your business and propel forward like a slingshot. I oh. like that. So because it was so last minute, we were just kind of, I would stay up every night until about midnight and create the content. I'd sent the PowerPoint over to my team. And we just, I think maybe the thing to take from it for me is, A, we asked the question, how can we help the people? What do they need? B, the team really stepped in together. I, you know, they talk about like when hard times show up, it's going to it's going to show people who they are, Mm -hmm. but in relationship or on a team, it also, I think tends to do one of two things, drive you apart or pull you together. Yeah. And I'm really proud of how it pulled us together for Mm -hmm. sure. So I kind of have a question going off of that. This is going off script a little bit, but how do you think that the people that you work with, whether that's the people that you're managing or even the leaders that you've had in your life too, how do you think that's shaped you as a leader and helped you to be successful? Great question. Oh, such a good question. (laughs) Um, I think historically, so I'll go back a little bit and then I'm going to circle back to that. So 
I think I, I've asked myself, like, why do you care about leadership, Jen? Because it's not, it didn't wake up and decide that I'm going to become mm-hmm. somebody that cares about leadership. But I've had leaders in my life, historically speaking, some that have been the greatest gift to me. The, you know, the people that see the thing in you and say, I believe in you, or yeah. the yeah. people that challenge you and say, this doesn't feel quite like you. And I know that you, you can show up differently or whatever it is. I've also had, uh, I'm going to air quote leaders that I would never give the title leader to. They were at best manager, but mm-hmm. really, really toxic situations. And it's, it's sad to see what that did to people. Mm-hmm. So when I stepped into this company, I chose the office I chose because I had heard really great things about the leadership. And so I'm sat down and met with Jake and I was like, oh, He's not perfect, nobody's perfect, mm-hmm. but he's somebody that's that's seeking to be a good leader. And so mm-hmm. stepped into that environment and Jake is that kind of leader that's gonna, um, and he's doing it for, for me now as I'm continuing to grow and evolve yeah. in my leadership. He's giving me space to, be, to become the leader I'm becoming and also calling me out <laughs> when I can do differently. I don't yeah. even wanna say better, but when I can do yeah. differently. Um, and I think, it's a f- funny that you asked that question because even yesterday, one of the people that I lead had a week ago said, Jen, can we have a conversation? And I said, uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he said, let's get it on the calendar and it's a week out. I'm like, yeah. I just learned to not worry about this stuff. And he sit down and, and they just shared with me that, that there are times in the way that I lead them that they don't feel I'm fully present. And, and there are meetings sometimes at the end of a long day that I'm like, not all the way there. And we, t- we had a really good exchange in the conversation, mm-hmm. but I said, thank you. Thank you for that reflection. Thank you for sharing that back with me. That makes me proud that we're cultivating an environment where you can come to me and share those things with yeah. me. And yes. I was just going to say, that's a huge testament to the culture that you've built and the type of leader that you are, that people feel open to share that with you. Cause I'm yeah. sure there are I so agree. many situations yeah. that like people would just keep that to themselves. Yeah, it's not always easy. <laughs> and you ha- you know, it's it's yeah. interesting because you have a lot going on and I can relate with that feeling of recognizing I'm not fully present. Mm-hmm. I've got too much going on in my brain and it's hard sometimes to decompartmentalize things and be like, I'm focused 100% on this right now. Yeah. Because you do have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And so do you ever recognize times too where you're like, I can tell I'm not 100% tuned in right now to this exact conversation? 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I think in short, sort of that the people that I'm working with again, okay, I'm kind of repeating myself, but they've, they become a mirror for you if you let them Mm -hmm. and we can resist that. And man, I, I, early on in my career and for years in my team leader job too, I, when I would get the feedback on a review or I'd get the feedback from people, it used to be that I was defensive. And I was like, I'm not defensive. And I was like, <laughs> there you so funny. Oh, there <laughs> it is. <laughs> Ooh, it's there. Oh, yeah, I hear it. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah. we have to let ourselves receive the input. Whether we think it's true or not, it is perception of somebody else. It's their experience and it's their reality. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, the people that I work with, I hope always will have a sense of shaping me. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So going forward, you know, there's a lot of accomplishments that you've had personally and professionally. What are some of the ones that stand out where you look in the mirror and feel like, wow, I did that? Mm. I think 
Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you really have to think about those moments because sometimes we forget and we don't give ourselves enough credit too for the yeah. things that we've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it happens so slowly and gradually that you don't realize like how big of an accomplishment something actually was until like you take time to reflect and look yeah. at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'll take it this a couple of directions if that's okay. Yes, I'll please. Start with like the professional one. Um, for sure, we kind of touched on this, but for sure when I pause and go, oh my gosh, um, look who I've become or look what mm-hmm. I've experienced in the last five years. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. imagined that. I didn't touch on this when we talked about the challenges, but I, I, I don't want it to go without being said that when George Floyd uh, was killed and all of that happened, that was the most challenging um, thing that I've had to navigate in my life. And so when I look back on that, on top of COVID, on top of the responsibility of leading those people, I'm I'm really proud of how we navigated that and how we created space for the important conversations. And, and how, you know, one of the main lessons that I learned in that time or saw played out over and over again was the importance of, of a leader gathering perspectives. All, all I have is my perspective. And no matter what we're talking about, whether it's George Floyd or whether it's talking about the color of the carpet we're gonna change or right. the new initiative that we wanna launch, I know that there's no way in the world that I can understand the whole picture unless I seek it out. My coach, mm-hmm. we, we have coaches, which is a great thing that I'm really lucky to have. She talks about this idea of having a beach ball in front of you. And if we had a beach ball sitting in front of us right now, really close to us, and somebody said, you know, what do you see right now? And I'd say, I see red. And you would say, I see white. And mm-hmm. you would say, I see yellow. And and it's, yeah. okay, that's all you can see because you're right here in front of it right now. So I learned during that time to really seek out who I considered wise, caring, thoughtful people and say, tell me your perspective. Tell mm-hmm. me your perspective. Yeah. Let me get the whole picture to the best of my ability, which is human and imperfect. And then I have the responsibility to make a decision with clarity and with love and with strength and like move forward with that. And um, it wasn't on me. It, it, there's no way I could have navigated that without our people, without mm-hmm. our leadership team. Um, but if you ask me what am I proud of, I'm really, I'm really proud that I got in touch with my intuition in a really big way during that time and did things that not everybody agreed with. There's no way everybody's always going to agree with them. No. But I, but I took steps that I felt were really right for the greatest amount of people for the greatest good. Mm-hmm. Proud of that. I mm-hmm. love that. And I love That's that analogy too, to the yeah. beach ball. Yeah. Yeah, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I would say maybe on... Um, <laughs> I'm kind of, I kind of tend to be deep sometimes. I love that so here we're gonna, That's why we're here. <laughs> um, and I'm working on not apologizing for that. So I'm not going to apologize for that. But no, on a personal course. level, yeah. something I'm really proud of um, also within the last several years. So my brother passed away seven years ago. My father passed away two years after that. Uh, both of those were very different experiences for mm-hmm. me to walk through. And then during that time, I was navigating a divorce. And so... there was a lot going on personally that was causing a lot of grief and loss for me during that time. And maybe one of the most courageous things I think I've ever, it took so much courage was for me to walk through grief. And, um, so on a personal level, I'm really proud that I, 
that I stopped running from that process and I walked through life. And it I didn't know it at the time, but it became um, sort of my gateway to uh, growth, my gateway to freedom, to joy. Like it was like mm-hmm. I walked through it and on the, the other side was all of these great things. It was really hard. Yeah. yeah. I'm really proud of that. That is. All those things make people so much stronger and it's hard to imagine that in the moment. Mm-hmm. But if you do get through it, then you can look back and be like, okay, yeah. like I'm still here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That I think that's just so incredible because that shapes obviously who you are as a person and I'm sure like how you treat other people and just how you view life even because something like grief, especially like losing people in your family and stuff like it's a process, but it's an ongoing process too, you know, and you kind of just like learn to Mm -hmm. be, to find still happiness and hope and passion in other things in your life. Like, but still carrying that with you, you know, it doesn't just go away, but that absolutely shapes who you are as a person. And that's, yeah. Yeah. It was very transformative. I think on a very practical level, something I'm proud of, I like to lift weights for those people who don't know. I like to hit yes, the gym. Okay. Yes. I'm also learning to really love yoga too, but um, uh-huh. I'm proud that I've been able to like squat my own body weight and yes. do a pull up. You have accomplished a lot. I was like, yeah, wow. I'm proud of that. That yeah. feels good. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So with everything that's going on, you've obviously had a lot of growth. And like you said earlier, you have three daughters, mm-hmm. is it? How do you manage everything? How do you do it? Mm. Give us your secret. And especially girls. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was one. I, 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 I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, how do I manage everything? I think um, I just said this to somebody else uh, on our leadership team recently. I, I think we're all managing a lot. You know, I, I think that's a part of our society. I, don't, I mm-hmm. think maybe I'm not special in that. We all have the same amount of time in a day. One of the things that during my sort of process, process of growth and going inward, one of the things my daughters have taught me and one of the things that this person in my, on my team was mm-hmm. reflecting back to me was that I haven't always been present. And so I've really, over the last three years, been working on, on the practice of being present. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so so like... What does the temperature of the room feel like right now? And how are my hands are a little chilly and your eyes are a pretty color. (laughs) You know, like the practice of really noticing the things with all my senses around me and being really present. It's not necessarily speaking to exactly the question you're getting at. How do I manage it all? But I, I feel a lot less overwhelmed when I'm, I'm not here and then thinking about, okay, after this, I've got to run to this meeting and then I got to run to that meeting. And when am I going to hit the gym? And how am I going to get to the bank? And what, mm-hmm. like, if I just the night before look at my calendar, go, this is what I've got going on tomorrow. Now I'm going to take it a day at a time. Now I'm going to take it a meeting at a time. Now I'm going to take it a breath at a time. Like yeah. the practice of being present has freed me from so much anxiousness and also helped me to enjoy life a whole lot more you know I started reading at the at then time um, the power of now this book that just makes the point that the the only moment that we can live is right right now, now. Mm-hmm. like right now wow <laughs> that's such a simple thought yeah. but like it's so true yeah like we may not we don't know a hundred percent that in five minutes we'll actually be here right we don't know that right that's and crazy we and yeah. if we're thinking about five minutes from now, we're not really experiencing the moment that we have mm-hmm. now. And so 
that's been huge for me in terms of managing it. But I think on a very practical level, you know, I've become big on just using my calendar Mm -hmm. and trying to get efficient with my time. I have also learned to build margin into my calendar because I think we tend Mm -hmm. to go, I mean, there were there was years that I was back to back to back to back to back. And I was like, I don't know when I'm going to pee. I can relate to that. And I've learned that lately too. Margins. Yeah. 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 Yep. So time, time blocking. And, um, and I, maybe the last thing I'll say is like being really clear on my priorities and, um, and putting those things first Yeah, and Mm -hmm. not saying, not necessarily saying no to some things, but also learning to say no and setting boundaries and setting boundaries. Yes. That's and a big learning word too. to also say yes to the things I want to say yes to, mm. even though I'm like, but I should be doing blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, but today I want yeah. to rest. Yeah. Right. I love That's that perspective because so I feel like you hear that so many times that people need to like, need practice in saying no, but like we also need practice in saying yes. That's mm. so right. true. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. I agree with that, too. So it's interesting. We're sitting here talking about the moment and living in the now. And my next question was going to be, does Jen have any five or ten year goals? (laughs) And you're going to be like, no, I'm living in the now. (laughs) I think there's a way to do both. No, there's a way to do both. That's a great question. Well, it kind of it in a lot of ways brings a conversation full circle because we started talking about would you have imagined you would have been here yeah. five years ago? And I said, no. And then I also said, but I did. And so if I was to just answer the question, like, what have you seen in your mind's eye five years from now? Like, you know, and I am sort of setting goals, um, but but I'm a very, I'm wired to be very visionary. And I mean that in the sense of like, I can see something out here. Not, mm-hmm. not in a necessarily, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A psychic way, yeah, you know? yeah, psychic but in way. a dreamlike way, like yeah. oh, I can, I can imagine this idea out here. Yeah, and so if I think about five years from now, I, I think I'm, I'm, uh, I don't want to say entering a phase because I think I've been in it, but I think there's a phase that I'm walking into more of where I'm asking myself, how can I serve? It's such a cliche question, but I really mean like. It's not just like, I want to help people, but it's like, mm-hmm. um, I I really get a lot of joy from helping people in whatever way I can to help them become more of who they are, because that process for me has been so life-giving. And so I've been asking that question for probably the last year and a half, just in lots mm. of different ways. How can I help people or how can I serve or how can I use my skills and my passions and my talents to give back. I think when our passions and our skills line up with helping other people, there's a word for that called dharma, which is which is like then you're in your you're in your spot. So I see what what I'm learning I love maybe more than anything. One of the things I love more than anything is a form of teaching and facilitating in a room of people, bringing mm-hmm. people together, creating a sense of community but also sharing information sharing my experience like this sharing what i've learned Mm -hmm. but helping other people make connections in that space bringing their voices into the space um so some kind of teaching speaking maybe group group coaching for lack of a better way Mm -hmm. of putting it i don't know exactly what that'll be um but I, i imagine myself still in this position i'm so grateful the work that i'm doing now allows me to do a lot of that mm-hmm. or or maybe I'm making room for that in my work <laughs> that I think I'm also 
just on my personal side, I'm working on money stuff in my world and investments and figuring out my future, like for myself and retirement. And mm-hmm. it just dawned on me like a year ago. Not that it would have, was ever different than this, but I'm 41. Am I 41? I think I'm 41 now. I forget how old I am too. I it was just my birthday and I forget. Oh. <laughs> but I was like, oh, Jen, like your future's dependent on you. Mm-hmm. My financial future, my stability, my security. Mm-hmm. And so really wanting to get that whipped into shape a little bit more in the next five years. Um, and I'm also looking at my daughters and I was like, I don't know if they'll all go to college or not, but if we're just using college as a metric, mm-hmm. my oldest daughter will be out of college. My middle daughter will be one year away from graduating and my youngest will be a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. And I'll be looking down the path of like empty nesting. So I'll probably be asking this question again, like, where do you want to be five years from now? Because right. now a different world is potentially opening up to you. So mm-hmm. we'll yeah. see. Travel, fun things too. Yeah. I don't know. The future's unpredictable. Yeah, it, it is. is. You know? yeah. It is. But yeah. If you could leave our audience with one piece of advice, what would it be? Mm, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, I think there is so much power in power and joy and peace and strength and all that good stuff when people go back to themselves for the answers to the questions they're looking for so so often we which is normal right we want to be in connection to human that we would go to other people and say what do you think about this what do you think about that what do you think i should do do you think i should date this person do you think i should do you think you should take this job? Um, what do you think is the right way to eat? Should I eat keto? Should I, I mean, mm, right. we have so many questions. And there's a lot of value in going to people and getting their perspectives. But then at the end of the day, coming back to yourself and going, what feels right to me? Because I'm not you and you're not me and you didn't live my past and you don't mm-hmm. know my future. Um, and I think in that, the more you know, we talk about this idea of getting in alignment, that's to me what that means. I'm going to start mm-hmm. making choices that are in alignment with what's right for me. Because if if you want me to be this way and I'm going to make a choice because I think it's going to make you happy, I'm not showing up as me anyways. And eventually right. you're going to be unhappy and I'm going to be unhappy. Yeah. And it doesn't right. like really, but yeah. when you get input from other people, like you said, it's important, but nobody else is going to live out the consequences, good or bad, mm-hmm. of the choices that you make besides right. yourself. Yeah. Right. And I see that all the time in, in so many ways. Like if I'm just talking business, we're talking real estate and people are like, well, do you think that I should use this kind of marketing campaign? Or I remember asking somebody when I was new, I built my business on door knocking pretty much like yeah. door knocking in some open houses. And I remember, <laughs> this is funny thinking back. <laughs> I remember going door knocking door to door in a pencil skirt and a suit coat and high heels. And I would yeah. walk through the lawns in my high heels and try not to like let my heels sink into the lawn <laughs> because I thought that that's what I needed to do. And I remember yeah. asking somebody like, what should I wear as a realtor? <gasps> I love it. Yeah. And, and this woman, um, Kelly O'Neill, shout out yeah. to Kelly if she's listening. Um, she was like, just be you. Like you'll find your people and your people will find you and you will repel the people that don't like your vibe. It's a lot of work to try to be somebody that you're not. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so that, I mean, it's, it's very cliche to say hashtag be you, but it's like, I know (laughs) what does that mean? (laughs) Exactly. Like I want tea right now and not coffee. It can mean so many little things. Yeah. Yeah. get, Get, go inside even on the little things and be like, what do I want right now? What do I need right now? Um, and do those things. 
I love that because actually I I believe all the answers are within you. Mm -hmm. Everybody has the answers within them. And sometimes it does take the right person asking the right question Mm -hmm. for you to come up with that though. But it's like at the end of the day, it's your choice. It's your decision. What feels right in your gut, Mm -hmm. you know? And if you make a decision that you look back and go, well, that was the wrong one. I've really come to believe there are less right and wrong decisions. I think they're decisions that give us information. So if I make a decision, I look back and go, oh, that maybe wasn't Mm -hmm. the path I should have taken. Then I'm going to ask the next question, like, well, what did I learn about that? Or what did I learn of myself that didn't Mm -hmm. feel in alignment with me? And then how do I apply that to the next decision I'm making? So it's never for naught. It's never lost. And I live with a lot less regret now because of that too. Cause I'm like, it's okay. The mm-hmm. life is gonna, the world's not gonna fall apart if you make a decision. There's, you right. put so much pressure on making the right decision. It's like, make a decision mm-hmm. and then see what comes of it and yeah. then pivot from there. So everything shapes you, whether it's directly that. or indirectly, mm-hmm. for sure. I love yeah. that. So if people, Jen, wanna learn a little bit more about you or the Keller Williams offices that you are managing, mm-hmm. is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. Where do they find you? Um, Jennifer Briggs at kw.com is where you could email me. I do have a blog, but it's so outdated. Um, the Jennifer Briggs.com. I, I remember it. when you launched that girl and I was like, she has the most fabulous photos I have ever seen. Thank oh you. my gosh. That thank photography you. was awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That, that yeah. blog was really a, a part of my, of that transformative experience. I told Jake, I think the night it was my birthday, the day that yeah. before that I launched it. And I remember just feeling like sick to my stomach because I share a lot of stuff on there Mm -hmm. and I was like oh should I even do this I'm in leadership I'm going to share all this stuff but I also felt like it was such an important part of my experience of sort of coming out of the cocoon that I had gone into Mm -hmm. I'd gone through this grief and into this space and sort of felt like I had become something new and I was like here it is so if you go if you go read it (laughs) now I haven't written anything in probably over a year but you're going to see where I was at at that time yeah (laughs) yeah exactly oh my gosh that's true well we'll link all of that in the show notes too so people can access it but thank you so much for joining us today thank you for having me Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the All-American Dream Podcast. We hope you loved it as much as we did. For more content, please follow us on Instagram at All-American Dream Podcast. We look forward to chatting with you soon.